I'm Lacey Davis. And I'm Shaw Queener. And this is Hood School. Good morning and welcome to Hood School. And uh, today I am uh, with one of my students who is in my AP Literature and Composition class. Uh, she is a senior and I'll let her introduce herself. So Shaquine, would you tell us a little bit about who you are? Yes, I am a senior at William Penn Senior High School. I'm also the captain of the varsity track team, as well as a member of National Honor Society. And I have been living in York since I was 10 years old. And I've been at York High for all of my high school years. All right. So, Captain, I don't, I don't think I realized that you were captain of the track team. I knew you did track, but that's cool. I hear some, uh, I hear some leadership there in your resume. So yeah, I'm not surprised at, at all by that. Um, so thanks for being a part of this project. I'm really excited about it. And so let's just jump right in here. So um, as you know, a few weeks ago, um, our uh, school was affected by, by a really um, you know, horrific tragedy. And um, it, it really inspired um, you know, why, why I wanted to do this podcast. It, it just, I was, I was devastated, I was sad. Um, I, I didn't know the student who was killed personally but it, it truly affected everybody here. It affected every person, um, in, no matter what capacity um, uh, you, you are in here at our school. It affected everyone, the custodial staff, the, the people who work in the cafeteria, the students, the teaching staffs, the aides, the secretaries, everyone was affected. And, and I just, uh, just wanna you know, kind of give everybody a feel for, for what that's been like. And, and I really just didn't know what to do about it. And I was really sad that um, not only were we grieving as a school community, but we were also, I just felt helpless. And I was just wondering if there, what could I do in my own little, you know, pocket of the school that could, that could somehow um, just, could we, could, could anything good at all come of this? And the only thing I could think of um, as a way to heal for some of us would be to just, you know, talk about how we feel, but shed a light on who we really are, um, because we don't get to control what, what the media decides to um, communicate about us. So let's, uh, this is a way for us to take the mic and, and communicate who, who we really are. So um, uh, with all that being said, though, um, I, I want to know um, how it has it affected you personally? How has that been for you? And, um, you know, what have you noticed here at school? Um, for me, it, it really just hit hard to know that someone so young passed. I've lived in, you know, areas where there has been gun violence, but it was never somewhere where it happened to people so young. So it's kind of scary. It kind of puts me on edge because, you know, a lot of the people that I've grown up with are getting dragged into it. And it's kind of scary because it's like you don't know who's going to, you know, go next. And you're just hoping that it's not going to be someone that you know. Um, 
And I feel like it's really affected our school and our community to the point where it's normalized now. Everybody's like, oh, well, it happened again. And, you know, it's sad, but. You know, and you bring up a good point. That is really, I just, that was exactly what I noticed when we when we came back. Um, so we, we had an early dismissal the day of the shooting um, that was already scheduled and it happened right before the dismissal was scheduled. Um, and then the next day after the students were released, um, we we had a virtual day um, for the ne- for the next two days actually two virtual days um, and and I was really just just so sad and and really concerned about what it was going to be like um, coming into the school because what was unique about this situation is that it happened during our our school day while we were here in classes and it was just really really um, hard. Um, and for lack of a better word, and I hate that it's normalized violence. Uh, uh, this extremist is normalized, and that the students just absorb it and kind of just grieve in silence. And I want to I want to break that cycle and and um, give give you as a as a student body a voice um, to to be able to say how you feel and normalize uh, processing the grief. And and hopefully we can do something. Um, productive with it that, that can make us feel like we, you know, we did our part to, to help each other because no, nobody's going to be able to get through this by themselves. So um, thank you for, for sharing your own personal thoughts on it. And I'm, I hate that you have to come to school with it, you know, in the back of your head, like who's getting involved next, what's happening with people that you know and love. And that that stress that, you know, there's a lot of stress that just goes along with being a high school student and particularly a senior um, and then you have to, and then you're carrying this weight as well. So that is that is significant, and um, I applaud you for how how beautifully, you know, you've been able to to walk through all of this. But it's okay if it's hard, and it's okay if it's stressful, and it's okay when it's sad. Um, so thank you for for being honest about that. Um, what are uh, so I have some so speaking of you being a senior so uh, would you tell me what your plans are for after graduation because graduation is uh, coming up in less than two months so it's an exciting time um, in your life uh, and in your high school career so let's hear about that yes um, I'm planning on going to an HBCU particularly down south to study law um, in particular real estate law. I'm interested in learning the ins and outs of real estate just so I can uh, own my own properties because I feel like the minorities as a whole don't have a lot of property owners. And that's just a dream of mine to actually own my own businesses and be able to work for myself. Wow, those are some, those are some great goals. And in, in owning your own businesses, then you can then um, reach, reach. Uh, I use, I use the metaphor of a wall. And to me, um, uh, you know, I can measure I'll, when I sit back, um, and I'm in, I'm enjoying, you know, the, the twilight years of my life. And I think about whether I've been successful or not. And my vision is I'll be able to measure my success by how many people I was able to, if I'm sitting on top of a wall, how many people I was able to reach my hand down and pull up on, on top of that wall. And it sounds like, you know, as a business owner, um, you would you would be able to do that too. And that 
that you see the need for for more um, people of color, specifically women of color, to own businesses, and and I think that it, that's awesome. Um, what what and so you told me what attracted you to realist so that real estate but I, what i was wondering is what um could you explain in case anybody doesn't know what is an hbcu and and why did you choose an hbcu for your university so hbcu is a historically black college um i just chose that because um growing up i was in predominantly white areas until I got older and I never really felt like I belonged um which is kind of sad because I feel like going into the HBCU it's really going to be a culture shock for me to be around so many people that understand me and have the same culture as me and have the same experiences as me because I never really got to experience that before so until you, and then and then you know you you have though gone gone to our, our city school system mm -hmm. so you have been around um, people of, of color but you're saying not until you like moved here. I wouldn't say necessarily not until I moved here. I just know that the college experience is going to be different than a high school experience. You know, I'm going to be around people that have the same you know goals as me because not many you know, students here want to go to college or they might want to pursue something else, you know, so it'll be a different experience being around people that are having the same goals as me, you know. Right. And maybe have gone through some of the same struggles as you or or can can understand and, and you have more shoulders to lean on. Because like I said, mm -hmm. none of us do this by ourselves. And I think the important thing um, for for listeners to understand about HBCUs is that it it just it it gives our stu our students uh, and I say our students because my you know my students are are mostly students of color um, and they they have some supports here um, that that they might not have at every high school and and there's a community here and and if my students want to continue that community feel um, and feel like they really do they feel a part of something um hbcus provide that that community that that um that that togetherness that that they're looking for um so i um thank you for for sharing about that so i'm excited to see how that all goes and and uh, what's what, what's in store for you in college because because i'm sure it's going to be awesome so my another question i had for you um what is the biggest obstacle that you have had to overcome on the road to graduation? Um, I would probably say um, being kicked out of my house, which not a lot of people know about, um, which I would say a lot of high schoolers go through, particularly um, at York High that I've known of. Um, it's hard. It's hard having to come to school the next day and act like nothing happened, you know, but you just got to push through it. And that's what I've learned throughout my high school experience. You know, you go through a lot of personal struggles and it really hits you the older you get that life doesn't stop. Like it doesn't matter if you lost a loved one or if you lost your job, like life isn't going to stop. You just got to pick up the pieces and keep moving. <sighs> That is um, a, a heavy thing to go through. And then, I mean, and you have done this all with such 
grace and determination and you you haven't wavered academically and you're you haven't wavered from your goals it not this has not stopped you um and i just i cannot it, it's I, i'm at a loss for words uh when i describe the the amount of resilience that that you have and and that a lot of our students do so are you okay now are you are you housing stable at the um, moment Yes, I was actually um, living with one of my friends and their family, and I actually did end back, end up moving back with um, my family, which was hard as well because it's like, you know, I'm never going back there, and then you end up back there, and you feel like, you know, it's a setback, but I'm a strong believer in everything happens for a reason, so I'm kind of just taking it as it goes. Okay, well, I'm glad that it seems like you're at a good spot and it seems like you're at a good launching point because you're ready, I think it sounds, to, to, be, to, to, to go on to the next thing and, and be excited about, about how this, this next chapter will play out. So I, thank you for sharing that. That is heavy stuff and uh, I'm, I'm glad it sounds to me like you're in a better spot and, I, and I, um, that, that makes me you know, feel, feel good. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep checking in with you about how, how everything is going. Um, so um, what, I'm sorry, who has been your biggest cheerleader throughout your high school career? Um, I would probably say, I would have to say two because I can't choose one. Okay. Um, well, the first one's probably going to sound a little cliche, but I would probably have to say um, my boyfriend, which, you know, as a high schooler, you're going to feel like, oh, this person is, you know, they're probably not going to be in my life in the next 10 years. But I take it as everyone comes in your life for a reason. And I really feel that he came into my life at this time for a reason, because I really, you know, needed that support system that I didn't have at home. And he's really, you know, pushed me to stay on my stuff, no matter what I'm going through at the time as well as educate myself outside of school, you know, financially, because I have to, you know, take that step now that I'm getting older. And I never really had anybody that would teach me, you know, about those topics and was there to like, you know, push me, even though I felt like, you know, giving up. And I would say my sister as well, because um, we never lived together, but she would come visit and, she always felt like, you know, that older sister that, you know, played the role as mom. So she always was there for me as well. So, so tell me, so you're, tell me, uh, tell me a little bit more about your boyfriend. Um, I want to know, like, what does he do that like can always make you smile or laugh? Like, how does he, how does he help you feel better about things? Um, well, what's funny is he's the complete opposite of me, but we're so similar in certain ways. Like, we're both brutally honest. <laughs> so if I'm, you know, going through something, he's he's going to be the one to be there and be like, come on, you're 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 over exaggerating it. Come on, pick up your head. You've been through worse. You can get through this. And he always seems, you know, to let me know that it's not the end of the world because I'm very emotional and he's more laid back. So well, good. It sounds like you have a little yin yang situation going on there. And, and your sister, what, what, what do you love the most about your sister? What makes her just kind of be somebody that, that you know you can count on? She's always optimistic. I've always 
admired that about her because I'm a very analytical person. I'm always analyzing everything like, oh my gosh, if I do this, this could happen. Like I have to plan out every single scenario of what could happen before I jump into something. And she's never been that type of person. She always takes risks and thinks about the best in every single situation. So it sounds like you found some some good, uh, you have some good support and you have some some people who are balancing out um, things that, that you struggle with. So that's uh, that's great. We all need, like I said, we all need we all need to lean on each other. Um, what so when you're thinking about so you're going from from sometimes um, unstable situations here in school, um, and and sometimes things are good, sometimes things haven't been so good, and but you know you've been able to push through. Um, I'm wondering what concerns you have um, going into college, going into this next chapter in your life? Um, I'm most concerned just about the fact that I'm, you know, going to lose motivation. I've always been very on top of things. And I don't know if it's just me, you know, getting the senioritis, but I'm, (laughs) you know, I'm getting a little worn out. It's like, okay, let it be over now. But then, you know, you got to jump right back into schooling again, you know, a couple of months later. Um, And for me, I got to go to school for years even after college for law school. So (laughs) queen. if you have senioritis, (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm gonna introduce you to some other seniors, because I have not seen evidence of this. But um, I'll take your word for it. If you're feeling like you're you're slacking that let um, I'm here to tell you that that is completely normal and that your teachers have it as well. So it's all good. You're going to be fine. Um, I, 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 you know, um, I, I am going to be here, uh, checking in on you all through, what is, all through college. And, and I want to, I want to know how it's going and, and I know you'll do great. Ma, uh, what are you looking forward to the most about college? Um, I'm just looking forward to meeting new people. I've always lived in, um, big city, big cities and York is probably the smallest city I've ever lived in. And, when I got here, I didn't really like it. I was like, wow, like everybody knows everybody and I hated it. (laughs) So I just want to go somewhere where I can branch out that has more opportunities. So I'm really excited for that. And tell me again, where's your college? Um, Well, I'm looking at three different colleges, University of Houston, Clark Atlanta, and um, North Carolina A&T. And you're going to, and the plan is to live on campus. Yeah. Usually that's the case with, with freshmen. This is exciting. I want to see where you end up. All right. So uh, question, what do you wish uh, people who have never been to our school understood about us? That we're more than what they see on the media. (laughs) We're more than the fights or more than the gun violence. Like people have this um perception that you know oh my gosh you walk through York High and you're gonna fear for your life and it's it's really not like that of course you're gonna have you know outside problems that trickle into school because most of the kids around the city go to this school you know it's in the center of our city so it's bound to happen but that happens at any school um but I don't think people realize that we have artists here, musicians, writers, we have our own stuff going on. And I don't want people to think that, you know, they're 
only see the negative because that's just all that's put out into the media. So, so that's why we're here. We're, we're, we're taking that back. So, um, because I happen to know that, that I have, uh, I teach some of the best people that I've ever met in my life and I love my job. Um, and I just, you know, I do. And, and I just, and it, I just wanted to, to have you all help me communicate that and, and show everybody why I love it so much. And it's because, you know, my colleagues are people just like you. So you are my colleagues. I, we learn from each other um, every day. I learn more probably um, from all of you than I could possibly ever teach you. So um, I, I, I love you and, and, and all of my students. And I just, um, yeah. You, you are, are why I love my job. So it's definitely, we are definitely much more than, than what the media or, or, you know, other news outlets have portrayed. Um, so yeah, you're, you are correct. Um, would you share a favorite moment of your high school experience? Um, I would say that another time that we were mourning one of our students was um, my freshman year. And one of our former teachers, uh, Mr. Palmieri, he actually, he made students want to come to school. Like he was one of those teachers that, you know, kids would come to his classroom to do their work because they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm kind of in a bad space right now. And he would always take his time to make sure that we were okay particularly in that day, you know, he, you know, let all of us know that, you know, we might not want to talk right now and that's fine. We don't have to talk to him. You know, we don't have to listen. It's okay if you put your head down. You know, he just turned on some music and, you know, lit some incense and he, you know, let us do yoga. And I felt like he was one of those teachers that you will always remember, one of those teachers that, just gave you time to breathe because some of us don't have that time to just relax outside of school. We're always on our toes and, you know, stressed out. And he took the time, you know, out of outside of teaching to, you know, make sure we were okay personally. So that was an experience that I will always remember. Mr. Palmieri was up there lighting incense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He just he went all in. I, I love that about him. He's 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 a great, great person. Um, and uh, I, I can I can picture the vibe right now. And, and I, I really like what I'm hearing. Um, yeah, sometimes we're just human beings. And I think it's it's easy for teachers to get caught up in. I'm here to do my job. And, and you know, my job is to teach and have students learn, but sometimes it's easy to lose sight of the fact that like, sometimes what we need to teach is just uh, peace or giving students space or acknowledging, te te teaching how to acknowledge uh, people's feelings and, um, you know, connect with people on a, on a human level. Um, and those are the most valuable lessons. When I look back at, at my education. Those are the moments, you know, that I would say I remember too, having um, that connection. That's people, kids learn from people who who they feel like and love them, that care about them. So sounds like Mr. Palmieri uh, did a beautiful job of that. So I'm sure he'll be, I'm going to have to, I will definitely, when this episode is uploaded, make sure that I send this to him because he will love to hear this. So um, 
All right. Well, uh, what do you uh, visualize for your life 10 years from now? Um, 10 years from now. Um, I visualize myself um, publishing my first book. Um, obviously owning um, my first three properties. Um, I see myself in a better space, you know, mentally and being able to travel and just relax and live my life. Okay. Um, well, I love it. And, and I, I have no uh, doubt that you will, you will achieve those uh, goals. Goals. So I'm um, looking forward to, to playing this for you 10 years from now and, uh, and having you be like, yep, yeah, and beyond. That's awesome. Um, so I, I just wanted to share with you um, what I love about you. And, and I, love, I love that you are resilient. I love that you are um, a leader. I love that you um, hold your head high no matter what the situation is. Um, and I feel like, and you don't get caught up in the chaos. You, you keep your eye on, on your goal and, and you're so driven. And wow, I just, I just think that you are, you were the perfect pick for my first guest. So um, I'm, I'm really excited that, that you're a part of this. Um, so on that, any, do you have any questions you want to ask um, of me? Um, what was your favorite experience since you've been working here at your Kai? Oh my gosh, too many. I can't, I, I just, I, my students make me laugh every single day. <laughs> so like there is something, somebody says or does something crazy every day that makes me laugh. Um, and I'm being put on the spot right now. So I can't uh, think of something specific. I think I'll open up my next episode with something specific because right now my mind's just flashing to like 20 different things. So I'm, I'm going to share something uh, at the top of the next episode, I think. Um, so uh, I would like you to, um, if you wouldn't mind, read your um, identity poem for me. I'm from bootleg CDs, from honey smacks and ramen noodles. I am from the place wherever we could settle in loud, cluttered, with screeches of screams. I am from four-leafed clovers, the kind found behind our house of many that my mother pressed between tape and her books to have some luck to save us. I'm from daily fights and brutal honesty, from Joanna and Jason. I'm from overthinking and hiding tears, from you're the reason we fight and you better not get one question wrong. I'm from put on your Sunday best, but there's no Bible in sight. I'm from Virginia, Puerto Rico, and the Bahamas. Pasteles, steak over rice. From the hustling my mom did to help us have some place to sleep. The long bus ride my dad took to the city. Pictures of everyone over the walls with smiles as disguises of the truth. The truth is it reminds us we have family, but do we really have them? That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, and, and you are a beautiful person inside and out. And um, I feel lucky that um, I get to work with you and can't wait to see what you do. And let's keep collaborating because I think we, we make a good team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that year, you're, uh, we did. Uh, I think we need to wrap it up. I'll just stop talking now. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next time.
Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take the time to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Thank you.